0: Welcome back to this week's episode of the Tapping Up Podcast with myself, Daryl and of course, always uh, with Ian. Um, following the same suit as last week, I think we're going to start again because he was very excited last week, and who am I to take away that excitement from him? Uh, I think we'll start with the UFC this week as well, just because I, I can also see a very long list in front of you there, Ian. Um, of, uh, so
1: not I'm not quite so sure if I'm excited this week or aggy, as you <laughs> said earlier. I think um, I might be ready to go on any negative feedback this week if we get any, but um, we never do. No, let's um, try and keep it upbeat. But um, let, I mean, we've got to start with Jose Aldo's retirement. Yeah. I mean, one of the greatest to ever do it. Um, people probably sleep on him because I think to again, maybe the casual fans that we maybe are, are listening to this, he'll probably be best known for knocked out within. 13 seconds by McGregor and definitely McGregor's uh, defining achievement. Um, before that, he was immaculate. Um, was fighting in the UF, uh, the, sorry, the WEC. He he came across. I think he was 23 when he was the champion uh, at featherweight. Uh, had some of the most savage leg kicks I've ever seen. I think I mentioned to you once we were talking about it when the news came through about the fight. I remember it was a Uriah Faber that he literally kicked his legs out and uh, he was hobbling around like I've hardly ever seen anyone a fight. I mean, again, great fight to watch in the WEC. Uh, Aldo Faber, when um, Aldo took Faber's title um, and then the WEC uh, was bought by the UFC because they were the lighter weight classes which the UFC didn't have and he became the default, initial, original UFC Bantamweight champion. Held that with an immaculate run, destroyed everybody and some really big names until he fought McGregor. Yeah, The one thing that he did that he had to if I had to comment about it was he was way too and it was mcgregor's finest hour emotionally invested in mcgregor mcgregor got under his skin so bad that he just wanted to go out and he he again for those that don't know it was uh, lined up for a big fight and then it was postponed they had like a world tour so they had like i think seven different destinations around the world in seven days if i remember rightly and it was McGregor at his finest, just shit talking him into oblivion. And that is li- the, the, the best example I can think of in MMA of mental warfare. Where McGregor just got under his skin, made him lose his shit, took him out in 13 seconds. But um, I don't think mentally he was ever the same after that. But absolutely one of the top five ever to do it. Probably the, the GOAT at um, Bantamweight, abandon- have have sorry. But um, sad day. I suspect he might not be done in terms of fighting. it Again, comes back to one of your favourite topics. I would not be surprised to see him making a few, uh, uh, a few tens of millions of dollars fighting some YouTube punk in a boxing ring.
0: Good old Jake Paul.
1: Um, yeah. Even his size, I mean, Jake Paul just for that would be massively bigger than Aldo. That would be a massacre. Aldo would fuck any of these YouTube boxes up in the ring. He's got immaculate stand-up skills. He is a kickboxer by by trade a very very good black belt as well but yeah sad day I, I was surprised actually and the news broke very quickly that he, um, he was retiring and before you know it bang he had a fight left on his UFC contract and he was done But um,
0: yeah just looking through it record 31 wins 8 losses um, undefeated for over a
1: decade yeah sounds um, about right
0: 18 straight fights until UFC 194 which uh, was McGregor I think yeah uh, 2009 fighter of the year Sherdog's, sure um, yeah. Just looking through his accomplishments, it's it's quite something. Um, Good
1: stats, a there. lot,
0: a lot here saying um, widely considered to be one of the best mixed martial artists of all time. And uh, it says here, I mean, obviously this is a question for you more than me. Greatest featherweight ever?
1: Yeah, probably based on on his accomplishments and record alone. The thing that I find interesting with these things is we've talked about this generally in other angles of the media. There's a lot of what I would call, or I hear the, the the young slang, "Dick riding." Now, you don't know what you've got till it's gone. No one would have probably said all these things about him until he's now gone. And now he's gone. There's been this outpouring of love. But he was absolutely, when I first got into the, to, to mixed martial arts, you know, 15 odd years ago, one of the best and great fighter to watch. I have a really good highlight if you wanted to watch it. Uh, had a bit of a, went off at a bit of a cliff and had a bit of a down slope and then actually dropped down to bantamweight and reinvigorated his career a bit uh, and lost the title. I think it was Petryan that beat him for the the the, the bantamweight title. But um, yeah, really good fighter, uh, great to watch. Sad day for MMA. Uh, we lost one of the, one of the greatest. Just to confirm, he's not dead. He's well, he's, yeah, he's... <laughs> not lost from from active fighting, but yeah, I, I, he'll. I would suspect he might do a few jiu-jitsu tournaments as well uh, and those type of things. Yeah. Um, that leads us on a nice little segue on to... This is probably for the die-hard fans. And I remember talking to you about this. For, for, for people who aren't really into jiu-jitsu, this is probably a bit of a stretch, so I'll be quite brief. But uh, this week, or last weekend, uh, there was what's called the ADCC, which is the Abu Dhabi Com- Combat Club, which is the, the UFC <laughs> of... Jiu-jitsu. So at every two years, it is the absolute pinnacle of jiu-jitsu. Probably means more than actually the jiu-jitsu world titles. Um, if, you re- if you needed something to watch to get you into jiu-jitsu, I would highly recommend that. Um, a couple of points for me. Uh, a guy called Gordon Ryan, who is nat 27, widely accepted as the greatest jiu-jitsu player ever. Um, he won the heavyweight division and what they have called the super fight, which is where basically they get two amazing uh, athletes and he fought a guy called Andre Galvao, who is a, again, for 20 years, has been a, you know, elite of the elite world, multiple time world champion and Gordon Ryan just ran through him. Uh, I think I showed you a picture of Ryan. He is clearly on all the steroids and Mexican supplements. I can't remember seeing someone quite so ripped and there is no drugs testing in jiu-jitsu, which is quite um, funny when you see some of these guys. I mean, the guy fought, Galvao, he's 40-odd and, again, ridiculous shape in terms of ripped. Uh, he was worth a mention. Also, just again, just to touch on this, there's two lads from Brazil called the Rotolo brothers. 19, I think one of them won his division, the uh, youngest ever ADC champion. To see someone at black belt level beating other world champions 19 is ludicrous. So um, again, I'm a bit of a hardcore fan of jiu-jitsu, so I thought I'd have to mention that. But any, again, anyone who would be interested in doing that, Google ADCC and have a watch, particularly the super fight. Um, very interesting.
0: Anyone listening to this who is looking a bit shocked at those facts that you've just been told there and a bit plain faced, I can guarantee you I'm exactly the same. Um, this is niche this yeah. is
1: probably not for the podcast if we're honest it's, it's just, so this is i i just felt as i said to you I, you know i love doing this so i had to bring this up just because i love this so yeah, yeah. A bit niche let's uh move on
0: well i do have some other things for you um which you you might enjoy talking am obviously keeping on your favorite subject here um scott Coker came out uh the best game uh, <laughs> no well he might have done, I don't know. Uh, the Bel Air CEO uh, and confirmed that they're in talks
1: with Nate Diaz. Inter- I mean, yeah, interesting. Which you could definitely see. I could definitely see, but I think he's got eyes on more money. I think the Jake, Jake Paul is what's going to happen. And I did read, whether there's any truth in this or not, he's going to be ringside for... Who's Jake Paul fighting? we talked about. Um, uh, Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva. He's going to be ringside and... I can't see him probably fighting Anderson Silva because I bet you there'd be too much respect there. As actually, but if Jake Paul wins, hundred percent, Nate Diaz and him will fight, and he'll make a shitload of money and box Jake Pauls head off. But he's not going to win against Anderson Silva, which we've discussed.
0: I can see that, but I mean, and we'll come on to boxing shorts. I've got a few other fun subjects for you, which you always enjoy talking about. Um, but I can see that being two YouTubers fighting next because it'll be the big KFC uh, Kf- KSI fight <laughs> and. Um, uh, Jake Paul as well, so I think that's what will end up being. Is that
1: a rematch? if okay, KSI so fight his brother? I fought his brother twice. Okay. Again, it's all semantics, in it? It's going to be exactly the like same, I mean, so just I'd for money. Disappointed myself that I even know that. Yeah. But only from you bringing it up. But yeah, I, yeah, I think that'll definitely... I, I'd be surprised... I mean, they'd probably still make a lot of money doing it. Um, Silver versus uh, Nate Diaz. Um, but if I was... One of the benefits, I think, of somewhere like Bellator or any other league apart from the UFC in terms of uh MMA they will let fighters do they're non-exclusive so he could sign with Bellator fight for them and do the boxing with Jake Paul so again time for Nate to make his money so you're right I think he that's a matter of time but it wouldn't I I would suspect he might have a boxing match before he fights for Bellator but yeah I hadn't actually seen that Coker had come out and Said that they're in discussions with him. Yeah, the only other one that could probably afford him is One FC. Yeah, but that means going. To, you know, they're based in Singapore. Uh, for most most of their fights are in Asia. Diaz, uh, I'm not sure he'd want to go over there and train over there. So Bellator makes the most sense by a mile, or the PFL.
0: A couple of other things: uh, Chimaev, Chimaev, Chimaev. Kimaev, I, I was going to say. Just because obviously the pronunciation gets picked up on quite a bit on this podcast. So, uh, People I'll, I'll love to one.
1: throw fucking shit on um, don't
0: know. It's said that he potentially might move up to middleweight.
1: Surprise, surprise, after yeah. he missed weight so much. Um, I think he's going to bounce around. I, I think that's his obvious next fight. That's clearly where Dana wants him. Dana's not going to let him uh, entrust him with a main event now without him proving he can make the weight again so if he wants to headline and get the big money in the big fights he's probably got to go to middleweight at least once I think then he'd probably be a co-main event to prove he can hit 170 and of course if he was to fight for a title again for the, for the more casual fans uh, you're allowed to be a pound overweight in uh, the normal uh, for a non-title fight so for a welterweight fight that's 171 pounds to weigh in it's bang on 170 if you're fighting for the title And I just don't, the way Dana is, he hates people that miss weight. He holds that shit against people. And you can see why. You don't want to build a card around someone for it to fall apart at the last minute. So um, middleweight makes sense. And I think there's some interesting fights. I mean, they can't put him straight in again. it'd be nonsense to put him against someone like Adesanya. But you could argue Adesanya's biggest weakness is wrestling.
0: I don't think he's done enough to get that Definitely fight. not enough, so, 100%.
1: That'd be completely unjustified. And again, the weight... If he not miss weight, I could see it maybe more. But with, that, with the weight loss, uh, the weight miss, don't see a straight title. He's going to have to win a couple of middleweight at least.
0: The last thing, um, just because I would mentioned it just before this podcast and your face was like my face when you were just talking there um, about ADCC. Has Buller has been in the news. Now, Has Buller is... Anyone listening to this who doesn't know this, I'd be shocked. But he's quite a big TikTok YouTube sensation um, who's actually signed a deal with the UFC. I think it was ooh, it was last year or year before. It's a comical deal. He's never actually going to fight. So this is a picture. How of, can
1: ha- you be? Didn't let me show, me, my, let a let me show you Hasbulla
0: what <laughs> so, Hasbulla is very very famous um, for what? Just a TikTok star. He's, he's, does it doesn't look... It looks like a child. What? Well, Mini Khabib. I mean, it, it, I think he is. This is some so kind he, of joke. Got, You just bring up shit no, to I wind me up, God. I swear. He's got a genetic disorder. And I think... It's never been confirmed, but I think it's dwarfism. And he is... Uh, let's see, I, I should be just, just be clear 19. there.
1: You just showed me a photo on your phone. I wasn't being harsh or discriminated to him, but it, it looked like a child. But that's, I, if he I, has a disability, that's different.
0: I have to tell you that... Some of the funniest videos I've seen include Hasbullah and your homework for next week uh, between this point and uh, the next podcast that we do. You've got to 100% look up Hasbullah videos because he is incredibly funny. Um, but yeah, he was just being news because he's. Uh... One thing
1: I want to lay down now <laughs> is some groundwork for the future. The words TikTok sensation are banned from ever being discussed on this podcast. This just... is not for 12 year old girls dancing. It might
0: be. I mean, if we <laughs> don't want to alienate our audience, do it. Um, but he's in the news because he's basically, and we're going off on a massive, massive tangent here. He charges people for meet and greets, so he charged in Australia two hundred and fifty Australian dollars a ticket to come and meet and greet with him. He then did a lightning speed meet and greet and then just fucked off. And I got like sweat. I've got a. 100% respect the hustle of this mate, guy mate we we've said
1: this before it's a Jake Paul in some ways don't hate the player hate the game he's probably making way more than me and you put together so if you can make that money by doing that I've got love for people that can get away with that so um,
0: I can't believe yeah. I just I can't get me around you not knowing Haspel or... you definitely need to have a look at a video of Haspel you do realise
1: when we talked about this before, I've never been on TikTok so you not know, TikTok
0: it's, it's famous ufc you're a big fan of ufc you don't even know he's not a fighter though is he i'm a a fan of fighting not
1: (laughs) of people that signing deals that then never actually come to fruition but i will take the point on board do my homework and get more rounded in my research which i've and i
0: want you to wear a haspel t
1: t-shirt um on the the next podcast i might be his biggest fan next after (laughs) watching after research i'll report back next week after watching his zero fights uh, I've got two final points for you before we move on. Okay. Um, so, did you see Raul Rosas Jr.? Uh, this was the yep. lad signed by the UFC, 17 years old. That is crazy. Just for a Dana White's Contender Series. To be fighting, now signed in the UFC, grown fucking men <laughs> at 17 <laughs> is crazy. He's made some pretty big claims that he wants to be the youngest UFC champ ever. Currently held by John Jones, who was 23, when he won the light heavyweight title from uh Quite a bit of time Brewer. to do with them. So he's got six-odd six, six odd years, so that's a lot of time. But the UFC, do they build him slowly, get a bit of height behind him, or do they throw him straight to the wolves in terms of a seasoned pro? Uh, I would suspect, given that age, they might build him a bit, try and build a bit of star power a bit behind him, because he has got three, four years to improve, but... Um, you are a freak athlete to be seventeen years seventeen years old fighting in the UFC. Uh, incredible achievement. Fair play to him. Yeah. Final point. I've got one for you. So quick recap on UFC Fight Night because we discussed it uh, last week. So two the the event and the co-main event. Um, two of the bloodiest fights I've ever seen. Again, this is not big name stuff, and you might not have seen these. So the first, what well, the headliner was Sandhagen versus Song. Mm-hmm. Um, Sandhagen did what he normally does as the gatekeeper and won he hit Song with a standing elbow I think it was in the first round opened up a cut above his eye uh, Song was caked in blood like literally the floor everywhere both caked in each other's blood but uh, Song as a kickboxer by trade he seemed to be enjoying it blood's flowing down his face into his eye you can see it's bothering he's smiling that when you get someone caked in blood and just smile licking it you are. They are savages. So uh, The first one was that second fight, which I'm going to get get and then tacked for my pronunciation. I believe his name is how it's pronounced is Injukwani. <laughs> when I've heard it pronounced, if that's versus, right, then fair play. Versus Rodriguez. Did you, I said to this? I'm going to. I've got a little picture for you to show you live. Did you see the cut in this? I did not. Right. I want so the crowd and the the viewers get to hear your live reaction. Check out this.
0: But they cannot wait.
1: Look. So that's between there's his eyes and his nose. What's that like blood vessels and that, that for anyone you need to Google this for uh, Rodriguez's injury. That is the most gruesome cut I have ever seen. It is for, for again. It's appreciate sharing this on a. It's not great, but that's a good shout. We'll put the picture on social media, but it's between his eyes. It must be two or three inches long between his eyebrows and at least an inch wide. It's deep as fuck. It's horrendous. And again, they were caked in blood. Rodriguez went on to win with that. Dana White said it's the worst cut he's ever seen as a promoter of fights, but that is grisly. Looks yeah. massive. How, how big do you say it Like so that's that's there so I'm, it's two or three inches long probably well Absolute. as as cuts, <laughs> maybe in your eyes and your judgment of uh, sizes but as cuts go that's fucking that's horrible that is pretty brutal isn't it but i had to show you that Oh, well, thanks for that yeah it's uh, But good shout we can put that's the benefit of twitter is that we can put that on twitter for the people to for the listeners I'm, to see i'm sure they'll look forward to that as as much as i do now um we'll move
0: on then so quite a lot of uh, shit to talk about in terms of football. Um, is there? I
1: thought it's been quite is, a week. Been, I thought it'd been a quite week for football. This is my, my least noted segment this week. Oh, it's
0: my favorite topic. I always have to I always have to go overboard on it. Um, we'll start with what we did at the weekend. Not you obviously disappearing halfway through the night out because that's a completely different story.
1: I had a suspicion uh, that might come up. <laughs> <laughs> made it sound ropey than it did okay, well, it died. I just got a bit pissed and disappeared for two hours went off to try and get some food to recover got lost good old pompe got, Pomme. got up very pissed uh, Pontefract shout out to Pontefract it was yeah. it was a better night out than, uh, than people might give it credit for not that the you business. remember
0: any of it much of it yeah um, so <laughs> before we went out before the chaos we ended up watching um, a few building up games and the main one that we were sort of paying attention to just because obviously it's got Potential repercussions for the rest of the league uh, was Spurs-Leicester. Good game. It was. it was. Quite weirdly, even, I thought Spurs were definitely on top for the majority of the game, but weirdly even in the sense that they just couldn't pull away, which was frustrating for me because I had a bet on and I were hoping that they'd go two goals up for the uh, the Bet365. Um, but he's in trouble, isn't he? Ah,
1: oh, it's a matter of time, isn't it? He's yeah. gone. The only Pit thing trouble. for me, I mean, there's a few decent managers out there that Leicester could go for. Are any of them going to go to Leicester? You know, they're not no. going to get Zidane, are they? They're no. not going to get Poch. Um, you know, they could be struggling. They don't want to get a Dyche. Dice is available. That would be the probably the obvious one, which we talked about before in the garbage football. But um, I thought Spurs looked decent. Um, whilst there's a 13-minute hat-trick from Son. One of the most unjustified hat from him I think he touched it three times and scored three goals, two of which were sweet. By Can you imagine way. how
0: much of a prick you'd feel if you had him in your fancy team all the way through the season and you took him out that day before? Complete mug, I would have thought. Yeah, and uh, anyway, um, yeah, I think he's, he's on borrowed time, clearly. There's something not quite right. and There's always gets to a point where, even though a good manager meets a good team and does very well, as he's clearly done for a number of years, it gets to a point where something has just lost it's just completely gone and I think the players look disinterested he doesn't look like he doesn't he knows what to do anymore I just think it's a matter of time to be honest it, it sounds horrible and you don't want anyone to get the sack but it gets to the point where you think the sooner it's done for Leicester the better for Leicester and the better for Rodgers because he, he can't sit there and enjoy this as it's players looked look.
1: like you said they'd given up I mean defensively woeful weren't they absolutely mm. woeful I mean as much as Spurs were decent going forward No way deserved to score six. I thought they were just a shambles at the back. Did it finish six? Six, wasn't it? I thought, well, five? Maybe. how much did we drink. Shows my memory, I suppose, with the booze, but um, it was... Unjustified, I thought the only team, ironically, more of a shambles at points in that game is Liverpool with Trent. Can I say six? So there you go. <laughs> so who's <laughs> mer- <laughs> whose memory's <laughs> yeah. fucking gone now? But um, six two, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. That's why that's one of the bits I do remember. But um, yeah, I, I, said, I thought it was a bit unjustified, harsh on Leicester. To be fair, very clinical from Spurs and um, good signs of Spurs looking. As much as I hate to say it, less Spursy by the week under Conte, and people have their. I mean, Manu must be kicking himself. If they didn't get Conte now.
0: Yeah. Winner.
1: It... He, again, he's, he's, he upsets places. He doesn't stay long, but he's a born winner. Well,
0: Ten Hag still. I I, I, I do rate Ten Hag, and I, I think he'll have a good career at, at Manu. But. Isn't yeah, that you look at Conte and you look at what he's done with Spurs, considering where they were. Um, Funny to think that a lot of Spurs fans wanted him sacked at some point last season because he went on that little bit of a dire run. Um, I think it was rectified against Leeds, funny enough, uh, which is how it always seems to happen. But yeah, he's, he's working wonders there and he's clearly putting his footprint on that team now. He's had his chance in terms of the transfer windows and they're clearly getting better and better.
1: They're just a complete Conte team now, which is he's one of the only people that I think that I always despise... Managers that play three five two. I hate wing backs. I always have it. Reminds me of Glenn Hoddle when he was England manager. Glenn Hoddle was a big exponent of it, um, but it works for him. He gets the players to work. It makes them solid at the back. It gives them that springboard to go forward, uh, and they've got that very definitive Conte three five two now working with a good wing back, 7-8. they? Perisic has been a nice obviously. You
0: look at Perisic. That, that was one that I would mention. Obviously, he came off um, to the second half, but. I thought he were very, very good um, again. There were quite a few, obviously Sons that stand out uh, and looked fantastic. Benteke, I, I really, really, really... I told you I, before I the game, really didn't he? Good. Look good. Yeah. And, and, and
1: Hoburg is yeah.
0: having a, a really, really good season. Really good, um, yeah. But player at month. Uh, Romero
1: been... is a quality sign at the back and I think in a three it looks way more solid than he does in a two. 100%. Um, the worry, longer term for Spurs is obviously Luis is coming to the end of his career. I'm not sure who their number two is if they've got a backup but at some point they're going to need a keeper. But Good signs for Spurs. That Again, they... that's worrying
0: for Leeds, I think, because if they need a keeper and they need someone who's coming through, there's one that stands out there especially if you want to keep the continuity of a French, French keeper. keeper. Yeah. And well. uh,
1: I suppose Melie is grooming to groom to be France's number 1 after uh, Lloris is gone, is he? No.
0: no. He's not even he's not even near uh, than one at the moment. I think he's there are four have uh, got some are, all right there. They've got, they've got, uh, they've got uh, some the real Yeah, uh, is, he's is, been called up.
1: Um, I think he plays for Nantes. He was very very uh, young and highly rated in Italy, sure mm-hmm. was his Florentina Trying to think who else are the other keeper ah oh, they've got AC Milan's keeper. yeah um, Mike McGann, McGann I guess. Who, yeah. who, who looks decent. Um he's been at AC a couple of years. So they've they're got some nice strength and depth. Um the French team there with the keeper. But yeah, um
0: Might actually be a good North London derby this season. It might not just be a load of shite to watch, but very good shout. Be yeah, interesting that would be a good game. It could be number one and more. two
1: by that point. I don't know where, what point in the I season it
0: is it. but um The both fade away at one point, but um, I don't. Yeah, I don't even know when the first um, North London derby is this season. You'd think
1: it's it won't be that too far away. But well, it we must be coming up for about a quarter of the way through the season, so it can't obviously it has to be before halfway through. So um, it's the last one. is it? <laughs> That's weird,
0: isn't it? Uh, yeah, first of October um, at uh, Arsenal. That is quite a coincidence. Uh, a okay, good game that. See, um, we do this uh, randomly and, and try to get these, and it's just the
1: coincidence. It comes together. Yeah. Um, well, that'll be a topic for either next week, uh, well, next week will be just before that game. So maybe we'll give a bit of a, uh, a preview depth review of that uh, before the, the, the game is up and then we can review it the week after. You know,
0: otherwise, I'll get slit by my Arsenal supporting friend because i got it in the ear from him all the way through the season so far. Still thinks the win league. Still delusional. Um, we'll move on. So uh, I've got a few different things to talk about. Obviously, we've got the internationals to <laughs> come on to those and that'll be fun, I'm sure, because everyone loves talking about internationals. The main one I want to talk about, just because we've mentioned it before, is Griezmann. So his situation at the moment. Obviously, there's a lot of press about it. Uh, a lot of things have been publicised about the fact that he seems to be playing very limited amount of time. And it seems to be not a coincidence that he's playing the same amount of time. So we've spoken about this before. As it stands, as a quick overview, if, if people haven't uh, seen this, which I'm sure you have. I'm sure you've been berated with it in the news. But as it currently stands, Griezmann is making quite regular 30 minute appearances so he's coming on at around the 60th minute as an example his last appearances have been the 62nd minute 62nd 64th 63rd 61st 63rd and 61st
1: but didn't he play the full 90 minutes in champions league
0: yes and then he did that so there's been a lot of discussion about why that is and it's, it's quite obvious as to why that is because the the deal uh, with I don't know why there's a lot of discussion about it. Yeah. It's
1: pretty clear that there's a deal that is, the de- f- again, for the listeners, the deal is supposedly, you don't ever get the full details here, if over the course of his two-year loan, hmm. he plays less than half of the minutes, or again, there's arguments around that, uh, 30 minutes seems more like a third. But-, but there is a reason
0: for that, and I was looking at this, and it's because he played roughly 80 min- 80% of the uh, season last season. Which means ah. they have to then try and rectify it and pull it back to get that below fifty, which is where you've got the the third from. Um, so, uh, as it stands, if he does, and if he does play more than fifty percent, uh, so it's it the actual clause apparently says if he plays more than forty five minutes in more than fifty percent of the games, which seems an odd statistic, but still, um, if that happens, then um, Atletico or Barca forty million euros
1: so so, triggers an obligation to uh, yeah. buy.
0: So that's the set figure. Um, As it stands, it is quite clear that Atletico are playing the field um, and and being a little bit, not dishonest, because there's nothing wrong with it, and we'll come on to that side as well, but they're quite deliberately playing less than that so that he doesn't play the the 50%, so they don't trigger that obligation. Um, If I'm right, and correct me here, if they don't trigger that obligation, is he free? Or is it a yeah, nominal fee? I,
1: I think, well, I think his contract expires at Barcelona, so then he'd be able to sign on a free. Right. The thing okay. that makes me laugh here is, you'd mentioned it there, and you have seen it, dishonesty. If the terms of the grill, grill, deal say X and they abide by that, how is that dishonest? That's actually clever, commercial, pragmatic management. And it's no funny, you've got whatsoever.
0: people like Simeone, who is everyone's favourite shithouse, coming out and saying things like, I'm a little bit unsure if he can play him on 30 minutes at the time at the moment, which obviously is. Is, um, is that bending with the wry grin
1: on his face? Yeah, no, of course. No, it
0: is. Ironically, almost. But there are two other limbs of this. So, apparently, and these are the news stories that are coming out, Griezmann's now getting very frustrated and agitated by this. So, he's saying, Look, I want to play. This is all politics. Get me back in this team. I want to play full time.
1: He probably earns enough that he could pay for 40 million himself.
0: Of course, he can. Um, but. You know, let, let's not get into that side of things because there's been too much about money and, and bullshit in the UK this week. But that's one of the sides. The other side is that, as we discussed previously, Barca are now threatening legal action against him. So the legal action specifically is that they believe that he is restricted or that, that Atletico are restricting the ability for a player to do his job. Um, they're trying to come to a deal with the guards to it and they're trying to, I think the rumours were there's a 25 million uh, or 25 euro, a million euros deal in the off where they would basically come to a compromise and then they could play as much as they want. But at the moment nothing's been agreed. Now, again this is going far too deep into it, but there is a precedent for this. So, in 2007-2008 Coleman, uh, Kerman, Ronald Coleman that is, was in charge of Valencia and he turned around and said, while he was in charge, that David... Uh, and you'll have to bear with me here, Albelda would never wear the shirt again of Valencia while he was manager.
1: Good player, Albelda.
0: Albelda then came out and said, right, I'll tell you what, I'm going to fucking sue you. So he tried to take legal ag- action against Valencia for, again, restricting an ability for a player to do his job. What happened? If you could have a guess.
1: I should better remember. But uh, was Koeman not fired, baby, by that point, and Albelda uh, ended no. carry playing again?
0: Still continued. He lost his case because, and again, whether you agree with this or not, they turned round and said, well, as far as we're concerned, you've still got a licence to play football. So technically, you're not being restricted to play football at all.
1: See, that seems I am no expert in Spanish contract law. What are Barca going to sue him for that they've followed the terms of an agreement? So th- it sounds distinguishable between the two. I would say because if you're just saying we're not going to play belder, whereas if we plays this many minutes, we have to pay you X. If he doesn't play that many minutes, then they're abiding by the terms. So again, I'm no contract the only, expert, but It's the, the most nonsense.
0: recent of uh, trying to sue a team for restricting the ability for a player to do his job. To, to, to break it down to the um, most sort of basic forms of it, so. They're not going to win anything. Ultimately, it looks like they're going to come a some sort of compromise. Leverage. Yeah, be honest, it... It's
1: leverage to get them to buy out now because Barca would rather probably have the 25 mil now than, than zero. maybe the f- zero or 40 if it was that and they triggered it at the end of the season. So it feels like, to me, absolute nonsense on Barca's part. And if I was a lawyer for uh, Atletico, I'd be like, fuck you. You shouldn't have signed the terms of that, agree- uh, that deal. You only blame yourself. So that sounds... A waste of time and effort by Barça on my part. Who's standard. coining it in? The Spanish lawyers. I'm gonna say
0: It's standard is this stuff for Barça this season, as you've seen in the um, transfer window just gone, and all these levers and nonsense about what everything that they, they're trying to get in, in terms of the funding because they can't afford to run as a club anymore, and you know they're in danger in terms of the. Sales. Athletico,
1: hire me to be your lawyer. <laughs> I'll find you a. I can without knowing anything about Spanish contract law. I will get you out of any claim by Barça.
0: Just read up on BBC News and uh, you'll get loads of facts and obviously it'll all be completely true. Good stat though about
1: Alberta. I like that. It's a good um I do try. I
0: do I do try. Thanks very much. Good research. Um so a few other things. Do we have to God talk about internationals?
1: <laughs> do we have to talk about internationals? No, I think very quickly I, I mean I've made Skate a over point them. on there. Just Just because a fuck it's about the,
0: it's the Euro um final rematch tonight, isn't it?
1: It is against Italy. Uh, I mean, again, I love a good England game, particularly in the World Cups. Less so, maybe, in the Euros. But, I mean, this does anyone really care about the Nations Cup? Um, No,
0: bottom of the table.
1: We love our football. We don't care.
0: I'd I'd literally, I wouldn't be watching it, I'd be honest. I I don't. Just an over glorified friendly, really, isn't it?
1: Must be honest. Absolutely. Just on a a loop round, because I had a little point on that. uh, You mentioned it to me earlier today. Um, Tony gets his first call up then for some reason he's not in the squad. I can only imagine. You now Jack assume... Harrison getting called up instead? <sighs> <laughs> Seeing <laughs> as we, we seemed to find your weak slot last week, I thought, oh, I need to press, press home and add oh, some well, mate, You now. can
0: find a, another co-host. Um, yeah, I don't understand it. I don't... I, it baffles me. One thing that I will go on to, though, because I did see there was two confirmed players starting... Joe Bellingham obviously we did quite a bit of uh, in-depth As he talking. He definitely should be the first I Oh look at the stats of him and, and obviously we gushed about him last week but the, the stats of him in the Bundesliga are unbelievable. He's just running riot at the moment and clearly he's going to go to a much big club. But yeah, definitely listen to uh, last week's podcast on that because we spent quite a considerable amount of time talking about him and uh, Ian's want of him going to Liverpool. But Which
1: seems to be disappearing. Yeah, it's diminishing very, very quickly. Talk about 150 mil from now, aren't there? The problem with Liverpool worth won't a pay it. that. I no. agree, but Liverpool's owners, 80, 90, 100 maybe even. I can't see this, but I think we'll lose that in a bit more. There's Unless no we'll you sell that. someone. I just, I don't think we've got it in us. Goodbye,
0: s- Salah there's there's a a, a point for you would you sell an ageing Salah bearing in mind that you've brought in and you're wanting to bring in this wonder kid which we haven't even spoken about uh, which you've been watching YouTube videos of uh, young Ukrainian but you've got Diaz now who is obviously instrumental in the team at the moment if you bring in another young winger you've got Carvalho who can potentially play there would you get rid of Salah if it meant bringing in Bellingham?
1: I sort of said no at the start, but thinking about it, Salah will be 31, I think, in the summer. Uh, Bellingham, if we sign him next summer, is what? It's going to be a six-year deal, so, at the very least, um, to get him on. Yeah, I think you'd have to. Um, I wouldn't want to, I mean, again, when you get players around that kind of early 30s, you've got a very limited scope of who you're going to sell them to that will pay you the big money, namely PSG. It's not Paris Saint-Germain, no one really else, and probably City, uh, and I wouldn't sell Salah to City. Um, but, yeah I suppose looking at it as it goes on if we could get rid of Salah and get Bellingham for the same money I think you'd have to take it, Gosh, it looking for the future I'm going to say
0: looking from the outside it in, needs I've got must no as well we need a centre to...
1: mid more than we need a winger like you say we've got now Diaz playing we've got Carvalho if we could get um, the Would Ukrainian it? kid uh, I didn't even want to attempt the pronunciation <laughs> um, but he looks good from my YouTube in this week that said you about looked look pretty good very left footed very direct and quick but
0: very Lots much a potential. loser against Scotland.
1: Yeah. Um, again, I suppose you, you can only work with what you can. I can't. Don't think the Ukrainian team at the moment will beat us. Ukrainian. Uh, Always fancied to win World Cup. Um, and he plays for Shakhtar. Obviously, again, not the greatest, and they lost a lot of their good players due to the to the war. But um, definitely looks a prospect.
0: Uh, just last thing then on football. Uh, just again, this is my nonsensical conversations that I just come across and uh, decide that I just want to. In fact, I've got two things for you just to. Uh, spice it up this week and obviously keeping what we usually talk about Uh, first one what would you think if I told you that they would be amending the Super Cup, so the European Super Cup as it stands at the moment obviously it is uh, winners of the Europa League versus the Champions League
1: Uh, amending to what because surely that's the whole point of it is to have the two, they're the two European the the biggest European trophies Uh, but there is a third competition now the Europa League conference.
0: Correct. So, Let me obviously guess. we've got to encompass I guess these.
1: what you said is that to try and make that completely garbage and nonsense trophy a bit more glamorous. Absolutely. That goes into the Super Cup instead.
0: But that would then leave an odd number of teams. Yeah. And so, the idea um, is essentially to have a yearly tournament instead of the Super Cup, where it would be four teams. They would have the winner of the Champions League, winner of the Europa League, the winner of the Europa Conference League and a fourth host nation the fourth, uh, the host nation that's proposed um, the next point when they do initially come this, I think was 2024 uh, if I read it correctly is uh, America which would mean that you would have Champions League winners, Europa League winners, <coughs> Europa Conference League winners and the winners of the MLS so to give it a bit more spice, a bit more Meaning, a bit like they've tried to do with Nations League, really, in it. It's just overblown friendlies because no one really gives a fuck a about it. A question
1: that jumps out immediately what happens if, say, the following year the host nation is Spain, mm-hmm. Real Madrid are the champions, Real Madrid have won the Champions League?
0: It's a good question. The answer to that would be that they are very unlikely to do it in a European city or a European country. So you've got your Americas, you might go to South America one year, you might go to somewhere in Asia, sort of Japan, something like that. So you would keep rattling it around and essentially have an ongoing tournament where you would try to gauge Who more the interest. fuck is coming up with
1: these <laughs> ideas? Is this another yank in charge? Like, these ideas are to commercialize? If football's not commercial enough, that sounds ridiculously nonsense to me. Keep it as it is. Let's not try and add some kudos and credibility to a fucking bullshit competition that... You know what? What do you need to qualify as an English team? Seventh or eighth in the league to qualify for the Europa League uh, conference? Like this is the world is going mad at the moment, and that is just another ridiculous idea, not rooted in any reality or football fans. If you ask me, it sounds stupid.
0: See how hard it is doing a podcast with a cynical bastard, just not not appreciating anything. And on that note, just to make it even more exciting for you, have you seen what Crawley Town are going to be doing this (laughs) this weekend?
1: Is it promoting a YouTube boxing fight? (laughs) (laughs) It's
0: not far off. So, this is just going to sound like absolute nonsense to you. If I
1: say what do you read to find? I mean, this is, a g- again, good level of research, but what kind of nonsense uh, are, you find, uh, are you finding these, these I literally stories, cannot but...
0: believe that you haven't heard of this. So, Sidemen FC will be playing the YouTube All-Stars in a charity match. Uh, I believe it's this weekend, so obviously we'll be paying attention to it. Uh, yeah, it's the 24th of September, 3pm uh, kick-off time, so obviously... I get excited for what it. What
1: qualifies to you to get joined the YouTube All-Stars team? If you're a YouTube All-Star, obviously. So you God. can't play football, but you're really good at making <laughs> yes. videos about computer games. That's an awesome... All- on that
0: note, please to God, while you're looking up Aspuller, look up Cal the Dragon. My God, will that change our outlook on the world? So I, in fact, I'm going to note that down and I'm going to post the video on Twitter so that you have to go on our Twitter page and have a look at him because what a guy, what an amazing guy Cal the Dragon is. Anyway... So it's at the Valley, so Charlton Stadium. Um, as you said, it's just going to be complete and utter nonsense. You're not going to see anything big. However, <laughs> Crawley Town have announced on their website that they will be looking to scout players from this game to potentially add new talent to their squad for their upcoming FA Cup match on the 5th of November. I feel
1: like a this is the football equivalent of the YouTube shit, is it? It's... Again, someone who would earn you loads of money and views and eyes. From a commercial perspective, could you? Could, it, there's, there's logic completely in the commercial sense, but what are we trying to do? Are we trying to be popular or do you want... I mean, if I was a Crawley fountain, I'd be livid. I don't want some YouTube wanker <laughs> playing for my team. I want the best players we can get, not someone who's just going to bring me loads of childhood fans who play Minecraft or nonsense like that, which is what it seems. So this is just... The, this el- the world is just getting mad about social media and the nonsense of it. And, and
0: Don't forget, I, this is the I same play- team
1: that put
0: Mark Wright on the bench against Leeds. Crazy. I mean, they beat us in that game, which makes it even worse, and he came on.
1: I, mean, what I was about to say, what does it say about Crawley if they lose to a YouTube All-Stars team? I mean, you'd be Well,
0: Crawley out playing in it. Sidemen FC is another... We're going down a massive rabbit hole again. So Sidemen, funnily enough, was something created by KSI. And so KSI is in this game because he's fucking everywhere. And again, don't hate the player, hate the game and all that nonsense. But So him and his friends are the Sidemen.
1: Let me take a wild guess purely what we said last week. At half time, will they be drinking his £100 bottle of fucking prime? Water? I'm almost certain that they will do. Jesus, these guys are making (laughs) too much money for their own good. Someone take them out with a drone strike. This is—we've joked about this before. There are certain things that should happen here that are basically. I think I mentioned the Darwin Awards, which every year they give these awards for people who die in the most stupid ways. If you want to watch that as a football match, let's nuke it because none of those people are real football fans. So no, just to confirm,
0: we don't condone any murders. (laughs) or acts of terrorism at all. They should be banned.
1: It's if they step up, they buy a ticket to that, they're banned from football stadiums for life. They're not really football fans. They're Muppets.
0: <laughs> I'd say swiftly moving on, <laughs> but I'm just trying to compose myself here. Um, we'll, then, we'll end it on because we can talk about YouTube. No, I'm only kidding. Um, so we've got an upcoming fight this weekend... Um, Joe Joyce and Joseph Parker, not an exciting fight at all in the slightest, obviously Joe Joyce is the up and coming new big heavyweight and he's looking to stamp his authority, still unbeaten, the juggernaut is going to run through uh, Joe Parker, the only Joe Parker fights that I've watched uh, in all honesty are the Anthony Joshua one and the Dillian White one, both of which I, I it was just boring. He's just the most he is just a demon. He's sounding by
1: both, isn't he? Yeah. Again, he's a bit of a gatekeeper. He's not a terrible boxer, but world this champion. has got quite a lot of attention, I think, and probably tells you more that the the quiet nature of boxing at the moment. There's not a lot of big fights on the horizon. Um, Will I watch the highlights the next morning? Yeah. Would I be paying? I don't. know I mean, is this a BT Sport one? I mean,
0: I can't imagine it's pay per view. It's hundred percent a pay per view because wow. Frank Warren loves his money. Um, I'm sure there are other ways to watch. I mean, it I'm sure there's purists
1: again in the same way that I will waste my time watching ADC and high level jiu-jitsu matches. That I'm sure there'd be plenty of purists out there that would that would want to watch that, but. Wow, I'd be. I mean, twenty five quid, thirty quid for that. Yeah, I a think it's twenty four
0: ninety. I am out is, on Saturday so because obviously it's a grand final. um Lead rounds big shout out to Lead Rains. There, obviously, fingers crossed for the, the win and the uh, Batter Saints. But I am sure there'll be a bar that will show in it, so I'd have to pay. They out. will,
1: yeah. I mean, if you, again, if I am out and I was with the lads and it's on a, uh, you know, you are in a sports bar, particularly if you. Uh, Riled up and enjoyed the grand final, and you're victorious and you're know, celebrating.
0: You, you, if you were out. You could watch probably the first few rounds, and then you know, and you then come back and uh, yeah, just, just, disappear. just
1: disappear. Um But yeah, uh, when well, I watched it the next morning, probably yeah, I nowhere in the world. Am I paying twenty five quid for that again. I'm sure there are
0: other ways. If you didn't want to pay for it, that you could access that. Anyway, um, Which
1: is it a very good shout? If I could get it free, and I'm having a quiet, boring night, they'd be they'd be. There's, there'll be worse ways to spend your Saturday night, but yeah. Good night, Venice for you. Yeah, yeah, so off to Venice on on Monday, see what that's like. Um, that's
0: enough now, no one really cares about it. Yeah, no, yeah, we're, we're going off to, I don't give a
1: fuck. Let's <laughs> go back to, to high level jujitsu matches. So,
0: no, well, yeah, no more jujitsu. See, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I'd
1: probably re watch some of the matches from that than I would ever, Joyce Parker. <laughs> but...
0: It's not going to be an interesting fight, but it's all that we've got at the moment because. For example, AJ Fury seems to be off again. You showed me, me that
1: today. That that seems to come out today purely again on on social media. Fury released a message, I think, uh, saying that AJ's had the contract and is stalling. Whether that's true, again, you're only at one side. I I think it is. And if I'll be honest, you. I well, know we, we talked about this last week. We have different views of the outcome. Um, if AJ's as sure as you think he would be that he wins, sign that contract. Take the belt and get that. then you rematch against uh, Usyk but I think Fury beats him all day even on a bad day most it's a decision do. I yeah. think Fury knocks him out
0: most people you think he knocks him out? most people do to be honest I, I'm not I'm going against the grain massively when I say I want AJ to win it's more of a one I used to, be, I, I used def- to
1: love it and AJ you could argue was the more impressive and um he looks like
0: I know this. I think the first episode that we discussed this. He looks I like always say a heavyweight thing, champion.
1: I want that's what I. He is the most impressive looking specimen, no doubt. He is the boxing equivalent of um, Ingaru. Yeah Again, he, uh, a, a bigger, man. taller Mike Tyson. I always. That's always the one for me. If you are going to be the baddest motherfucker on the planet, the world heavyweight champion, I want him to look that way. Fury doesn't really, but in my does that not make it even more impressive? That's he looks like. Your fat dad, and he still beats the shit out of you. But I, again, I have a big, po- I always say this, and I, I, again, back to the first episode, I am a big believer. I, w- I want my heavyweight champion to look like the most fearsome man in the world. Joshua, on pet, you took you put them side by side. Joshua is an infinitely more impressive specimen than Fury, and he, yeah, but um, technically, obviously, and that's all that matters. Even power, look, he may have again, I, I'd have to be honest, i they probably got a very similar knockout number in terms of AJ. Obviously, steamrolled people in, in the beginning. Fury has kind of honed that power as he's got older. He used to win a fair bye by decision. He was not known as a power puncher, and the, the, the change seemed to be around. Some of you know more recently with the, the Wilder fights. You know he hasn't always had that power to just lay people out like he like he was. He, he used to box their head off yeah. and win on decisions. So it's de- it's, it's evolving from Fury. But um, the point for me is if. The whole reason we're getting this fight and talking about it was that the fight, I think, the purest want to see for the undisputed heavyweight champion, which again we've mentioned on a few occasions, no one's held since Lennox Lewis in in 2002, I think, is Fury Usyk. Mm -hmm. That was not going to happen because Usyk didn't want to fight again quickly or until New Year, take a bit of time off, whereas Fury seems in camp ready to go. And then now it seems that Usyk Wilder might have fallen away Well, to me, that's perfect. Good. Now, let's have Fury Usyk for the Undisputed.
0: The thing that I would say in that video, which Fury released, and I'll be honest, I've never heard a man say the word sausage in such a short period of time as much as he did. Um, Is he being
1: sponsored by a sausage manufacturer? Maybe you're making... making, uh, Sorry, advertising life insurance. Prime sausages
0: from uh, KSI probably. But um, yeah, he he said in in the video, again, I've learned not to trust anything that any boxer says because the majority of the stuff that comes out of that world is absolute nonsense. But he says that he'll be fighting December 3rd regardless. So if he's not fighting Usyk and he's not fighting Joshua...
1: I'm going to call it who, out for you. Is, is it Joe Joyce? No, no, I'm going to shout because I saw one just out randomly uh, say that he kept piped up to say that he wanted to fight for the world title. Charles Martin. There's one for you. When he fought Charles... Was, is he, what's his name? Fucking the man. King? Is it Charles the King Martin or something? Who got? The only, I'm trying Can't to think. To smashed by AJ. Obviously. Yeah, that's the only fight I've ever destroyed. Seen, literally destroyed. Just um, embarrassing. No one wants so, to see that. Like, no, does anyone want to? Fury stay retired. You're making enough money. You've made your money. You're out. I get. I like that. Retire at the peak. Mayweather style. Make your money out. No one wants. If it's not AJ and it's not Usyk, I'm not interested.
0: I like that segue. Just because obviously there's been more news about Mayweather uh, this week. Uh, not
1: interested again. <laughs> Love you know, Mayweather was. I loved him when we were a while uh, a while ago. When he when he was steamrolling and he was Mystic Mac calling the way the methods and ways he was gonna beat people in the UFC. His whole career for me was sidelined by Floyd because and I, I quite get this. I've not been in the lucky position to have this. You give me a hundred mil in the bank from a fight, I ain't fucking doing shit again. I'm enjoying my bo- my yachts, my you know my my flights. I'd live life. I'd take my money I'm out and fighting for me is based on desire mm. if you remove McGregor when he was an uppercomer and he was steamrolling people he was originally a, pl- a plumber's apprentice on benefits living with his mum and dad that he had fire in his belly he was a phenomenal when he came out that's all been taken away from him and I blame Mayweather for that and his decline as a UFC fighter and his inactivity because he made too much money and he's got no desire anymore and it can make, He's probably burned through all that money, to be fair. Probably, actually, in fact, it could be... Legal builders. Feed. It could be builders. the two biggest spenders in fucking sport. That They've got enough money, but they haven't... They've just thrown it all away on stupid, ridiculous things. But... So, do they need the money? Maybe. Does anyone really... Int- no, I want... There's I would, a mismatch... I've just, just got to go
0: back to that. Do they need the money? There's no maybe at all. They de- I can guarantee you 100% that they don't need that money.
1: Floyd definitely don't, but... They live expensive lifestyles. And we, we I mean, we were talking on a, on a random side note. Do you remember we were talking recently about jets? And you were yes. like, oh, what's a jet? A few million. Yeah. And I was like, try 40 or 50. And then we looked up a G4, 50 million. Ridiculous. Grid. So if once you start going down that road, 100 mil doesn't last you that long. And that's how you get into Venice, isn't it? On a- <laughs> <laughs> I fucking wish. Um, but so, I, do you know what? It's outrageous in a cost of living crisis to say that they both need the money, but it wouldn't. They, it wouldn't surprise me if they both burnt through hundred. I mean, Mayweather must have hundreds of millions. Like 5 if not a billion, and he probably spent all of that.
0: got a video of him this uh, this week as well. I think it was a couple of days ago. It's basically in it's like Taiwan or somewhere like that, and he's paying for something in a Louis Vuitton shop, but has decided instead he's going to pay with his card. Instead, of paying with his card. He gets all the notes out and pays individual, And I'm talking, there's a wad of cash, which is about 30 centimetres in, in the air. And this poor woman is just watching him just slap this money on. Imagine being in the back I mean, of the queue. Diff- I mean, what let's the fuck be fair, are you doing?
1: He, again, back to the... He he has a lot of similarities to your Jake Paul, that he plays the heel superbly. Most people, are, as a purist and as a boxer in his prime, he was exceptional in terms of his... Def- the best defensive boxer I've ever seen. Boring as fuck, yes, Technically amazing, and his knowledge of the game is amazing. But most people, you know, Pacquiao. When one he he's renowned for picking his opponents, and at the time, Pacquiao Mayweather should happen five years before, and Mayweather may have lost that. Yeah, he, he he strung it out. He strung it out. Got the attention going. Waited till uh, may, uh, Matt Panic Pacquiao was on the way down. Had got face face planted by Barrera, um, and um, was was on the slide and then made all that money. And it feels like, again, he's picking his moment. McGregor's on the slide anyway. They're both washed up for me. Again, would I pay for that? Nah.
0: I will not be paying anything for that at all. But on another funny side note, just because he seems to be cropping up absolutely everywhere, um, did you see that he'd also confirmed, so while he's in talks with McGregor, he's confirmed that he will be fighting in Abu Dhabi against KSI's little brother,
1: she, no, I hadn't seen that I, did, I thought he the last thing I read was that he was going to be in an exhibition match in Japan which is also he, happening he fly and again they, they're, they're big fans of his though he makes a lot of money he's fought a few again he's last time he fought he fought a kickboxer in yeah. a boxing match who is something like 20 pounds lighter than him what I really want to see but Mayweather's too shrewd to this let him fight a kickboxer and let him have leg kicks let's watch him take two or three smashing leg kicks and let's suddenly realise that he's exposed but he's too clever for that He pick, again hand picks these fights um, nah I'm not interested
0: well, he said very specifically as well he came out and did the interview as I say where he says that he's going to fight uh, I think the bloke's called Deji who is KSI's little brother um and then he's in talks with McGregor as well he very specifically said I'm only going to fight someone who isn't going to hit very hard. <laughs> so, he's,
1: he's clearly shrewd in that. But he can make all that money. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Tens of it? millions, I would have thought, he's making it per exhibition fight yeah. to not even get touched. Um, Just a laugh for him. Again, but... it frustrates the hell out of me, but I hate the player, not hate the game. and The the Muppets in all this are the people that are then paying. What they need to do is, if people weren't paying for that and there was no demand, it wouldn't be happening.
0: But, I do feel as though that we were angling towards you saying, if you pay for that, you should be put into a stadium with all the Crawley fans. You should have a drone strike. On I
1: wouldn't of disagree. Again, those are not people that I would respect their opinion on boxing who want to see that. That is not a purist or even a casual fan. That is someone that doesn't know shit about boxing.
0: Bet they know more about Minecraft than you, though. So.
1: For sure. <laughs> There's no um, fucking
0: doubt. Last thing, just because we did mention it on last week's podcast, uh, Canelo... GGG, number three, went exactly as expected, unfortunately.
1: I mean, we both called it uh, Canelo unanimous decision. Um, just beating up an old man at that point. Uh, just I mean, you've got to, GGG again, I said to I think the two Canelo fights ticks around. He's four years of age. Yeah, know, I mean. That is <laughs> hard to be at that peak level recovery at that. I mean, he went for it the last few rounds. He, he suddenly found a little bit in him, and again, it's more in, particularly the, the 12th, but it was done and dusted by then. Yeah, um, yeah he's on the slide, sadly, uh, Triple G. I didn't think Canelo looked that impressive, if I I'm honest. If he, goes and wrist injury, he?
0: if he goes and fights Bivol, he'll get knocked
1: out. I, I, and, um, I forget the chap's um Berber Biev. Yeah, Berber? he's got uh, absolutely no chance. 100% in, knockout in ratio. Our, well, at, in my opinion. At anyway. that uh, light heavyweight, he would smash him. But I think he did come out after Canelo and say he had a bad wrist injury and it might be a year out. So it could be a while excuses. before he we see him back again. Um, yeah. But again, another guy who's made his money. Um, At which point, if he does come back in a year,
0: he either has a choice of basically sussing out his opponent in the sense that look, I ain't going to beat this guy. I've just watched him have two other fights. Not a chance of going near that. I'm going to duck it. Or alternatively. He's on a massive slide. It's not going to happen, but the other guys are on a massive slide and they're right, right, I'm going to take him now that I've, I've got this opportunity. A bit
1: Mayweather style, funnily enough. Um, we learned from the best. He, yeah. Mayweather Mayweathered him, didn't he? Yeah. Made him cut down, picked him at a good time, beat him, probably taught him a lot in that way. Um The final point I'll make, because it's kind of attached to Canelo uh, recently, and you know I love my, my Joe Rogan podcast, massive jealousy. Did you see last week? So he did, in a day, the combat sports trifecta, which we've talked about. So ADCC, Canelo, GGG, which he was ringside for, and the UFC, because they were all in Vegas. Trifecta Imagine means something completely different and something
0: completely inappropriate. So, uh, no, but yeah, but all three of me- them yeah. in
1: a day, that is magnificent. What, what a, a what lifestyle a life to be yeah. able to, to watch all of those three, the pinnacle of each of those combat sports in a day. I was insanely jealous.
0: Yeah, um, it looks a really nice day in, in sunny Leeds today, by the way. Um, I won't be getting any private jets anywhere or going to see any nice events, but at least some of us get to go on holiday next week,
1: I suppose. see what Venice is like. We'll, I'll report back um, next week for yeah. those As not always. remotely interested uh, in listening to this for I'm holidays. Sure, yeah, I'm,
0: I'm sure that everyone is going to look forward to hearing about your... Trip on a gondolier next week, but uh, on that note, thank you very much for listening as always. Um, are you going to post any bets this week?
1: Yeah, I didn't have Italian themed bets for you. That's a good thought. As you say, that was one of my, my my aims. Was I'm going to at least go to Venezia Stadium? You need to buy um, a shirt. I'm telling you, you've got um, to buy a shirt. So, uh, we'll have a look. Obviously, it's the uh, internationals over the weekend, um, particularly when it's such a nonsense, the Nations Cup, you don't know our team's going to put out the full amount, so I'm not sure i necessarily be betting on any of the internationals, um, but uh, I think there is, as you say, Portuguese second division, uh, Moranesier uh, are my uh, the, the ones that keep yeah, coming in for me. He a shirt from I think, by this, so, totally, totally um,
0: endorsed by him. It's like prime hydration. Well, they've
1: been in I think I've had them three times in the bets. The two winners, they've come in and they were the winning leg in one of the ones that went down. But uh, yeah, no bets last weekend. Uh, It was a bit of a quiet one. There wasn't any sort of value that jumped out. um, We'll
0: we'll hold your breath in this week. We'll we'll let you have a a good extended holiday and we expect, obviously, when uh, you do get back and the Nations League concludes finally.
1: And one thing we'll say, let's make sure we post that picture later of the cup just so people can see because I feel that the impact of that is lost on an audio podcast. People need to see that cut just to appreciate how gruesome and grisly it is.
0: Yeah, of course, I'll uh, I'll get that uploaded. But yeah, as always, thanks very much for listening and uh, tune in next week.